Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. I have my husband on. Hello again. (laughs) I am kind of using you as clickbait, not going to lie. Click why? People click when they see me? Hear bait. Hear bait. Um... (laughs) making up things clickbait so like on youtube i know what clickbait is but why would i be clickbait well because people like when you're on oh yeah then it's not clickbait because i'm on the podcast well clickbait would be when you're misleading yeah well (laughs) i'm using you as bait (laughs) for people to listen so um we passed it's a mutual effort the 10,000 downloads of the podcast like today congratulations that's crazy um thank you and it's because of your help as well Mm -hmm. how many have we have you put up okay so funny thing is this is episode 69 is it really (laughs) nice (laughs) it is i know um i've edited 69 podcasts well 68 that's incredible. Remember the one pack podcast yeah. I paid somebody yeah. on Fiverr? Yeah. Like, I don't know. They were out of, like, Nigeria or I something. I remember that, yeah. There's still <laughs> a lot of damn edits, man. It's crazy. There is a lot of damn edits. And I don't know if the intro, like, all that stuff, I don't think that counted towards it as well. You've edited a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it has been a crazy week mm-hmm. in the Kubat household. Yes, it has. Yep. Um, all good all good <laughs> well we should share i said it's all good it is all good i mean we're okay but um so our kids pretty much since they started um part-time school they have been taking turns getting sick like every other week one of them is sick um so ollie this is going to sound really gross we're not a gross family but he had pink eye um don't know how he got it <laughs> And then, then had a fever because that's a side effect. I didn't realize that until I was Googling stuff. And then now this week, Charlie has pink eye. Um, we've been washing sheets and everything, and somehow he still got it. And then the other night, what was it, 1230 at, at night? Mm-hmm. Is that Ollie? Okay, I thought I heard him. Um, Charlie threw up. In our bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't he throw up on your foot? Yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night because my foot was warm. And I like, sat up in bed and Charlie was sitting at the end of the bed staring at me. I said, what's <laughs> up, buddy? And I looked at my foot and it was throw up on it. Yeah. And then he looked at me and just projectile vomited all over me. My chest and my lap. Yeah. And then we changed the sheets, took, gave him a bath. We took showers, cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And then two hours later, he did the exact same thing again. Threw up all over the bed again, all over the clean sheets. Yeah. And so we had to 
give them another bath, take yeah. more showers, clean more sheets. Yeah, it was that was a crazy it's been night. A week. <clears throat> it has been a week, and then um, your dad was in is in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, he had emergency gallbladder surgery. Mm-hmm. He had gallstones, kidney stones. Yeah, which is a bigger deal than it's. I, I take care of my dad. He's in a nursing home. He's really young. Wait, um, how old is he? Sixty three. Something like that. He's young, um, but I'm his power of attorney and everything like that, and it's horrible. It's a, it's a huge um, stress. I'll say. Yeah. It's a lot. That's so what... whenever anything goes wrong, he calls me, and I have to drop what I'm doing and skip out on work and go help him, and that takes a toll on you guys because I'm gone taking care of him, and he can't really walk or anything. So. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but he's been in the hospital for a week, so I've been back and forth from there. Um, let's, uh, that's what one of the subjects I wanted to talk about um, tonight is Alzheimer's. So does he have, is it technically dementia or Alzheimer's? Or are they Alzheimer's? We don't know. It's Alzheimer's, but I, we don't know what he has. He has some type, I, so I think it's some type of dementia, um, and I think it's exacerbated by his diabetes, which he... Those that don't know, my dad does not take care of himself at all. We were just talking about this, actually. Yeah. He, he's completely unwilling to help himself if it requires any effort on his part at all. Yeah. He won't. It, it's, it's, we talked about this earlier. Simple, something as simple as drinking water. Dad, you need to drink water. Okay, mm-hmm. well, he doesn't do it. He won't do it. It's too inconvenient for him to drink water. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's dehydrated all the time, which affects his mental capacity. Mm-hmm. And then he, he continually sneaks and eats sugar when I tell him, for years that you have to stop doing that because you know he has diabetes and that exacerbates his diabetic retinopathy which makes his eyesight go away I say dad you're gonna go blind if you keep eating all the sugar and you know and then okay yeah yeah i'll stop i'll stop and then i go visit him in the nursing home and he's got a fridge full of ice cream because he steals it so that's all part of his mental condition but also that's just the way he's been his whole life yes so yeah. it's a double whammy he's he's always been extremely difficult very rude very unwilling to change yeah until something horrible happens and even then after it happens he, he immediately forgets about it and, and then it's back to and then he's always begging you for help help me help me and you try to help him and he he wants you know no part of it there's no magic pill or no magic surgery he doesn't want want to do it yeah so tom's been through the ringer too um you know he does he does a lot for um his dad and i want to go back to when we first found out i remember so it was like it was two years ago it was right after so it was in april april of 2019 so we had charlie Charlie was February, March, April, three months old, and Charlie was very colicky, very colicky. Um, pretty much screamed all day, mm-hmm. um, then was up all night, mm-hmm. and there was like no consoling him. It was a really hard time. So it was April 2019. We had gone down to Florida to visit um, your sister, my sister-in-law, Kristen, and for our um, niece's first birthday, yeah, it would have been her first birthday. And um, your dad called, right? And he was acting weird. No, he didn't call. We we dropped off Bailey at his house from to watch him, her, our dog. And 
yeah, we went to see Kristen when we got home. I went to go pick up the dog, or he went to, came to drop her off. Oh, no, no. When, that's right. When we gave him the dog, yeah, he was slurring his speech. Okay. All of a sudden. so Yeah, so my dad was building a three-car garage, 1,500-square-foot garage by himself on he his property. He had just moved here yeah, he, probably a few he, months ago. He just moved here. but this From is the, Chicago. Yeah, and this is what he was doing. He was maintaining an 18-acre property, building a garage almost by himself. I would go there and help whenever I could. But basically, he was fine. Yeah. Right? And, you know as good as health as you can be, but good enough health to be... Moving around. Yeah, you know, completing a major construction project. Anyway, he shows up to get the dog, and he's learning speech. We thought he had heat stroke. We're like, Dad, you need to drink some water and freaking stop working outside in the middle of summer in Mm -hmm. South Carolina building the garage. And we wrote it off. Yeah. And we went to Florida. We got back. The dog bowls were broken. Bailey was like... Not doing good, like, because he hadn't been taking very good care of her. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what the hell? It's been a week. You should be better by now. And then that started it. Then we started going to the doctors, thought he had Lyme disease, this, that. Yeah, but that him. was it. It was just one week, and his, he was starting to speech, and then it went just spiraling yeah. downhill from there. So, yeah. It, yeah. That was a rough year. <clears throat> I feel like that was. Um... Oh, 2019 2000 was the worst year of my life. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Horrible. Uncle Pat died. My best friend. He he died. It was worst. Charlie was colicky. My dad was sick, and mm-hmm. and I wasn't stressed out about the sickness. It was more about him calling me, screaming on the phone to help him. Well, 18, we had... 19 calls a day. Oh yeah, that was mails. another thing because he was such he was he was not taken care of, and he was like. You know, not taking like vitamins and no, he was um, literally eating eating cookies for dinner every night. Yeah, at the end, before not taking care of his I diabetes, um, and not drinking water, severely no. dehydrated, and um, yeah, I remember there was a period of time like every single day he would call you like twenty times he would, and then work. twenty times at work, yeah. crying on the phone, screaming to help him, and I would help him, and then he would do something horrible again to himself and I, I couldn't help him and he lived an hour away so I had to drive out there to help him and that's when he had incontinence issues so I'd go to his house and his mm-hmm. house would be covered in feces yeah I had to clean up him and it was the house oh my god yeah. and then at the same time you're at home watching Charlie who's oh screaming god. all day yeah, that was we, awful that was, no sleep yeah it's the that worst was, year <laughs> ever that was we're you know I look back at that too because I think it, that took a toll on a relationship as well. You know, what? <laughs> you don't. I mean, you were depressed. Remember yeah. you being depressed, but your yeah. But our relationship was fine. We were just. I mean, I was depressed very and irritable. stressed out and irritable. But I mean, when you say a toll on our relationship, our relationship. I mean, was that was fine. Hard. Yeah, we weren't. Well, I I was emotional then too because I was like I I. It was hard, um, I would say, like, you know, connecting almost. Well, yeah, I mean, we spent less time with each other, and the time we spent was not as quality because I was stressed, but, I mean, our relationship was still fine. It just was, I mean, that's the result of stress. Dealing with somebody who's, you know, sick and going through all of that. Um, But now he's cared for. Yeah, so, yeah, then we had, we put him in a nursing home. Mm. (laughs) That's a whole other saga. So I, I had, that was a hard decision. I'm blowing through this whole story. Mm-hmm. But obviously he, he lived an hour away. He was not taking care of himself. Um, he, he would drop off the grid and then I'd go find him 
you know, eating cookies and his house would be had bug infestations and like I said, covered in feces. So his, then his also, couches and chairs and everything were covered in feces. So I, I had to do something. Yeah. So I figure, well, he had, oh, and also he had no health insurance. Oh, so yeah. zero health insurance, no way to get help. Mm-hmm. No, you know, I so went to take him to doctors that would, that would see him. Um, we paid out of pocket for what we could. And then the rest just stacked up medical bills and we got as much care as we could before they they started refusing to see him because we couldn't afford to pay the hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of dollars medical bills. Well, he couldn't. Um, so then I was like, well, we got to get him help. He's going to die. So I, It was also driving. And you remember he was driving really oh, yeah, he was dri- Yeah, he was driving on an expired license um, with this mental condition. And he would call me lost. He would call me, I don't know where yeah. I'm at, you know, screaming, crying, help me, help me. Well, where are you, Dad? I don't know. I had to go drive around South Carolina, Charleston area, to try to find him. On top of having a full-time job. Yeah, and kids and all that. Yeah. So then we, I found him a nursing home, and he hated it. And at this time, he still had a car, so he, you know, he would break out. Then I took his car away, and then he would call cabs and break out in the middle of the night and call me the next day. You know, he's back in, in Smokes, where he used to live. Mm-hmm. And I said, Dad, that's fine. You're an adult. Do whatever you want. But I can't help you anymore. Like, yeah. I got a kid. I got a job. With kids and a job and a wife. And I I can't do it. Just do whatever you want to do. And then he would call, That's when he called me 20 times. Mm-hmm. 20, 20 And times. I think we should give the backstory. It sounds kind of like heart, heartless. Almost like, oh, we didn't want to help him. We did want to help him. You know, we were trying to help him. But he didn't really want want help either. Yeah, we, no, he I was very com- combative. Yeah, combative. And he just wouldn't listen. And on top of that... Um, but this just, is his whole life. Yeah, describe is, like his backstory. Yeah, Wasn't my like, dad his whole life. He's been just been this way. Doesn't take care of himself. He's very confrontational. Mm. The whole, he has the worst outlook on life ever. Just, the whole world is always out to get him. Yeah. Everyone's an asshole. Everyone's a jag off. And I love my dad, but I mean, th- that growing up, that's all me and my brother saw out of him. Yeah. You know, and then we skipped over this too. He's a really heavy drinker. Mm, and yeah. that is what contributed. That's what exacerbated his whatever it is, Alzheimer's, whatever he's got that's undiagnosed, but is. They believe it to be dementia. Yeah, but the, the, the common, the commonality between all the doctors that we saw, because they were all mm. baffled. They all did not know what was going on. Right. They all were this is too young for this. Even mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, like, what's going on? And they would start checking off their list of things, and they would always get to the point where they'd ask me, did he, was he a heavy drinker? Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, oh, that's probably it. On top and of like, heavy diabetes, well, which no, no, was no. later discovered, well, right? No, no, no. So, yeah, di- it's just, diabetes was almost unrelated. The diabetes mm. is, is a dietary I think I think it's type two, which is it means your diet. Is yeah, what did it. he doesn't have type one. But yeah, so he was a, an alcoholic for, geez, I don't know, a long 60, time. Well, not sixty yeah, not years. Old, but, <laughs> he didn't start drinking when yeah. he was a baby. <laughs> for a real long time, um, probably and, forty years. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's what ended him and my mom's marriage, or at least was a big contributor to it. I remember that growing up. Yeah, and um. Then he quit for a while, and then he started again. Um, but it wasn't a problem the second time. Like, he wasn't a jerk then. Or maybe he was. When? Like, the second time he was drinking, he would just drink before bed all the time. 
mm, right? We didn't, to fall asleep. But that's when Tim and I, we didn't live with him. So yeah. we would just go to his house and find like empty bottles of Jaeger and things like that. A Jaeger, like, Jesus, that was a man. big, big thing. He'd, yeah. he'd take shots and I'm like, this is bad for you, Pops. You can't be drinking like this. But anyway, that's we think that's what did it, which is actually good news because... Hereditary? Yeah, it makes me less concerned because I don't really drink. So mm-hmm. we are drinking high noons right are, now, though. Now. <laughs> I feel like we had a cocktail at least every single night for the past week. Yeah, it's nice. Yes, I have. It's um, nice being an adult. You can do whatever <laughs> the hell you want. Um, yeah, I think it. I wanted to mention this story too because I'm sure we're not the only one. We're definitely a young couple taking care of your. Of yeah, this father. happened. We're in our early thirties. Yeah. yeah, most people don't experience this until. Well, look what? at both of our parents as parents. Our grandparents. Yeah. I mean, well, my parent, my grandparents aren't alive. Well, but not yours. I'm talking about. Sorry, my side. So my mom or my grandma and grandpa and my step grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. are more or less in great shape. Yeah. I mean, they they are. You know, all things considered, they're, they're, they're doing their great. They still have their own places. Mid-80s. Mid-80s, yeah. And they take care of themselves. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And they're financially stable as well, which is, you don't think about that. But that's a huge stress. Oh, yeah. Like when you when you know your parent, you know, like my dad, like I know he's going to run out of money. And it's like, well, then what? Mm-hmm. You know? And that's another side story that I had to hire lawyers and everything like that mm-hmm. to help me get my dad disability and medicare and medicaid and everything because i didn't know how to do all that so Mm -hmm. i had to hire lawyers to do it um but yeah it's 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 something though you got to go through something like this i i I honestly i I don't complain about it i mean i do to you but i don't i don't think i'm unlucky or unfortunate or anything like Mm -mm. that i think i'm still lucky as hell and um it's good i think to go through this it makes you appreciate the good things more yeah and it also makes you a stronger person you mm-hmm. got to go through hard stuff like this mm-hmm. i think so this is my turn yeah that's how i look at it i'm like okay no i'm putting in my time i'm doing doing this it's like my good deed you know i'm like i'm i'm just gonna take care of him and then that's what i do right now yeah i mean take care of my kids and everything too but you know what i'm saying like you go through it and then on the other end i mean how 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 happy was i in 2020 when pandemic hit but not because the pandemic but you know when when you got to work from home yeah when i got to work from home and my dad was finally in a nursing home that he couldn't break out of yeah and i had gotten his medic or his disability yeah right i got the, the lawyers work done mm-hmm. and all that hard work you're like damn i worked this long yeah, for everything this. reached steady state again with yeah. him and it was like you can breathe i could breathe again yeah and it was like jesus christ it felt so good and then, what? Yeah, then I was working from home, mm-hmm. so I got to see my kids like all the time. Went from like barely seeing them to seeing them all the time. Um, and I love working from home. I never ever want to go back to an office. I hated being in an office. Yeah. I hated sitting in a cubicle. Mm-hmm. I hated acting fake. I don't, I don't <laughs> even care if it, if they hear this. That's what an office is. Everyone's just pretending to be someone else walking around. In khaki it's, pants. Oh my god! <laughs> under under fluorescent that, lighting. That your butt cheeks eat their khaki so pants. So disgusting. Oh. It's just the worst part. But some people thrive in that. Some people are like They're very fake. That's not true. Ugh. No, not true. Because there are some people that it, it it depends on what type of work environment you are. Yours felt very sterile, but well, hey. there are people that thrive in that. They love. 
um, being around other people and, and maybe, maybe if their home life is not great or they have nothing else going on. Who would like that? Mm. I can uh, the, the, <laughs> You're going to offend I don't care. <laughs> oh my that, gosh. I can't imagine. Like if you are happy in an office in a cubicle, probably get some other hobbies, I would say. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe I'm being a little too... <laughs> You're kind of being like harsh a I'm little sorry. bit. No, if you like an office, good. It's ha- I'm happy for you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> not for me. Sorry. It's just not for you. You're... Um, I'd rather be flying. Or... Yeah. So that's... A, that's. Um, I have a good title for this one. But um, I wanted to talk about... So let's talk about um, your motorcycle accident. We already did. No, we didn't. We covered this in another podcast. I guarantee you we did. I don't think we did. Well, I will edit this out if we did. <laughs> um, well, let's go back there. So you're an adrenaline junkie. No, I'm not. You don't consider yourself an adrenaline junkie? I don't think so, no. Okay, what is your definition of an adrenaline junkie? Like doing crazy? No, I just don't think I'm an adrenaline junkie. No, nothing I do is really adrenaline. Mm, okay. It, it's perceived that way. Like flying, the, my paramotor, but... I don't get adrenaline from any of that. You used to have a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't consider myself one, but okay. Well, I guess seek adventure. adventure. I like, I just like hobbies. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, kind of talk about your journey from, I guess, you've always been interested in aviation ever since I met you. Mm-hmm. What was my, um, this high noon is making me burp. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so one of the gifts I got you when we like first started dating, so oh, yeah. 16 years ago. An exploratory oh, flight. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in the hills, Illinois. Like in the hills a, airport. Yep. There was an, um, and he loved to fly. So I got him that, loved that. Um, you were going to, um, study aviation in college and... Talk about why you did it again. I didn't because I knew I was going to go to school for architecture or engineering. I didn't know which one. And um, I wanted to do aviation as well, and they talked me out of it. Yeah. The, the whatever you call Counselor. it. Counselors, whoever it was, yeah, at the school said, no, nah, don't do that. Just go to school for engineering and Why did he do that? Later. He gave good advice. He did that because at the time, the, the, the market was bad. The job market for aviation was bad. Mm-hmm. And he was honest with me. He's like, look, that it's expensive. And boy, was he right. I mean, looking back, knowing what I know now. Yeah. And I've, ta- I've said this before to people is the worst way to learn how to fly is to go to school for it. Really? Yeah, that's called one. It's, it's a 141 program. Um, and it's good for some people, but I'm telling you, I, I don't know if it's the worst. You, you may learn the most, but it's the most expensive way to do it. Mm. Because you just rack up a bill. Go to school for it. You still have to go to school for it. You're talking about college. College. College, yes. University. University, yeah. If you go to school for it like that, they just, I mean, it's like when you're on a cruise and they give you a, a booze card and you don't, you know, you just keep swiping and swiping and yeah. swiping. And by the end of the cruise, you got a $1,500 bill. It's the same thing with that. But but anyway, yeah, he talked me out of it. and That's an interesting analogy. He said, fly later for fun. Don't Don't do it for, you know. A living, which I still might want to do that, but um, I said okay, I won't, and I I went to school for engineering instead. Yeah, and that's what you do now. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, you okay? So I felt like 
in college, though, you had this... I felt like you had to fill, like, this void, which was... I felt like you were seeking adventure or adrenaline. Yeah, well, I mean, I I was obsessed with motorcycles, too. You know that. Um, and I couldn't have a bike because I was on my parents' dime at the time. right there. Oh, yeah, me, share that story. Helping me pay my... College tuition. Uh, college tuition and rent. And my mom was like, well, okay, you get a bike, but that means you can afford a bike, you can afford your tuition, and I'm not going to pay it anymore. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, we were broke, so I, you know, I, we, we just didn't do it. I didn't do it. Um, so, never bought a bike. And um, Graduated college. Graduated college. We're in the bike store now. Bought a bike. Yeah, bought a bike. Bought a bike. It was awesome. Loved it. Um Crashed it. Well, I didn't. Crash well, let's it. okay. Let's talk about the day of. Okay, so that. Do you remember that day? <clears throat> I don't remember the day, but I've told the story enough that I have this like vague. memory. Were you wearing a red Cummins shirt too? I was wearing my Derrick Rose shirt. Derrick Dar- Rose, oh, the Chicago Bulls. Tom Derek is Rose. wearing a red shirt right now. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's what I thought. Okay, so we. I want to say it was like a Tuesday or Thursday. I don't know. How it was Ram Day. We didn't have kids. You were upstairs taking a shower. Yes, I was let downstairs. me explain this. Oh, okay. <laughs> we had gone to dinner. We had gone back to our apartment at the time. And um, I went to go take a shower. And Tom got a new windshield for his bike. Nice. And I remember that windscreen. Yeah, I did. Wind- windscreen. And yeah. he didn't tell me he was going to. He just wanted to test it out. But he figured he would just like go around the block or whatever. So I take a shower. I get out of the shower. We had lived in Indiana. Our, this, like So we came from, originally from Chicago, lived in southern Illinois for school, moved to Indiana where we both got jobs after college. And um, we were in the apartment and for three months. So we were brand spanking new. And I had... I was taking a shower, got out of the shower, and I got a phone call. It was an Indiana phone number. And I was like, Indiana? I'm like, and I never answer like out of state. I barely answer in state now. I'm like, let it go to voicemail. But for whatever reason, I was like, okay, whatever. I'll pick it up. Pick it up. And there was a girl on the line. And she was like, is this Tom's girlfriend? And I was like, <laughs> I went like, bitch, please. <laughs> you know? And um, I'm like, Yeah. And then she was like, well, um, Tom's been in a motorcycle accident. And then I don't really remember. I'm like, what? What? And I'm like, I was so confused because you were literally just in the apartment. I went to take a shower. I and it was it wasn't a long shower. And it happened so quickly. And then you had asked her for the phone. And then you kept saying, I think you kept saying, like, Lauren, I'm okay, I'm okay. I repeated something to the effect of that, that she needed to call you. Call Lauren, call Lauren. Yeah. Of course, I don't remember any of this this no. whole day. Yeah. And um, I'm like, I'm freaking out. And I step out of the apartment, didn't know a soul there. Well, I just started a teaching job. <sighs> New teacher, first year teaching. Um, and then the lady, the woman, she's probably her twin, not too not too much older than us she had work at worked at the cvs right by our house so she was working she had seen you get in this accident and i guess it was her boyfriend before somebody close to her maybe a best friend had been in a motorcycle accident i want to say like died or something crazy 
And she was like, I will come pick you up and I will take you to the hospital. Did we, she? Yeah. You don't remember this? I, I was in the back of an ambulance. Yeah, oh, but I, I remember. <laughs> but I, I thought I'd share this with you afterwards. And she drove you to the hospital? Yes. So she was like, I will come pick you. We were right. Our apartment was yeah, less than a mile, mile away. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I could see the ambulances, the fire trucks, and everything um, as we were driving there. And I'm like, I, I wanted to see. She's like, they're not going to let you see him. Um, and I believe I asked, like, was he wearing a helmet? And I think she said no. And I was like, fuck, you know. That had to be so It was so scary. scary. And she's like, come with me. Um, we will beat them to the hospital. Um, and then she explained that you were hit by a truck, an F-450. Yeah. Um, so the truck, okay, so there was, I guess, okay, Tom was stopping, um, and he was making a left-hand turn, and then... It was a two-lane highway with no turn lanes, so I was stopped on the highway waiting to turn left, and the guy just hit me from behind full speed, just didn't see me for whatever reason. But there was a truck behind you, it was the truck behind him that went around. Somebody went around me. In Indiana, they don't have turn lanes, they have, like... A lane to the other side so that you can pass somebody waiting to turn left. If you can imagine a two lane highway, mm-hmm. you have to stop in the lane that you're driving in to turn left. Rather than there being a turn lane, right. there's a little like lane on the other on the side for you. It's like a gravel road or something. No, it's just this bump out. Remember in Indiana, it was like a bump and you would drive around the person going to the left so that it was an accident waiting to happen. It's the worst idea in traffic pattern history it just doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense and that's what happened i got smoked so he was going smoked <laughs> like he was going what like 55 or 45 or something yeah whatever the speed limit on that road was it was 50. fast yeah it was fast um you weren't wearing a helmet why uh i usually did wear a helmet you know that i i just because i was didn't want to go upstairs we lived in the second floor story crazy? and i just jumped on the bike i'm like i'm going around the block yeah that was my thought. I was like, I'll be back in 30 seconds. I just want to check if this vibration is gone. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I, I'm assuming that was my thought anyway, because that's what I was replacing. I remember, I remember why I was replacing the windscreen mm-hmm. was because it was there was a vibration and they're just going around the block. Yeah. And I was wearing sandals and yeah, shirt and shorts. Oh my gosh. So the girl that I was with. We, she takes me to the hospital. We find out it's the wrong hospital. Mm. So we went, I think, to Franklin Hospital. Oh, you drove south? We drove south. And Tom was in Indianapolis. Yeah. So then we went there and she sat with me for a little while. And then um, I called somebody from work, like my co-teacher, and told her what happened. You know, I'm not going to be in work or whatever. And, um... Megan, she was really nice. She was like, well, do you want me to sit with you? It was like the middle of the night. Not even the middle. I don't know. Nine. I called her crying. And then, um, yeah. So then I see you and um, you kept asking the same question. Was I wearing a helmet? I was like, no, you weren't. And you're like, fuck. That's common with severe concussions. Yeah. Is for the person to just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Mm, yeah. So what was the damage that was done? Can you... Um, so it was a concussion. Ruptured um, spleen. Ruptured spleen. Broken ribs. Uh, my lung. One of my lungs collapsed. Tailbone. My tailbone. Oh, that was the worst. Mm-hmm. The tailbone was busted. Um, Extreme road rash. 
Yeah, road rash all over my body, obviously. But I landed in a field, which helped. You I were think. thrown into a field. Yeah, I got launched into a field um, somehow. So I didn't slide in the road for too long, which was nice. Um, I think that was the most of it. Yeah. And then just all the trauma that comes from getting hit by a truck. You well, know. now you have hip problems. I got problems everywhere. Shoulders. I got a bunk shoulder, a bunk hip. Well, do you think the shoulders from the accident? It's all. That's when it all started. Yeah. All, all my. I just. I'm never yeah. ending injuries. Um, but it all started then. Yeah. 2000. What was it? 11. It was 2011. Holy. Yeah. So 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Um, and then what was? Oh, so we didn't have family here. And then um, I remember my mom. Everybody was living in Chicago. My mom drove down. And why did she, she only stayed for like four hours or something, but she didn't want me to be alone. We called your, okay, so Mary is Tom's mom. And she always said, if you're in an accident, don't call me. Like if Tom's ever in an accident, don't call me, call Dale. Dale's Tom's stepdad. So I did. I called him that night. It was the middle of the night. Called him, told him what happened. Um, And yeah, then they drove down like the next day or whatever mm-hmm. it was pretty crazy yeah crazy and you're here to tell yeah very lucky story. very 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 fortunate um so then you got rid of the bike yeah it you was... guys all made me promise not to get a bike in the hospital when i was most vulnerable ever mm-hmm. um and i did promise and i didn't get another road bike so i, I transferred to dirt bikes which you didn't like at first but um i felt pretty justified in that because you know the concern was that you're going to get in another accident well there's no trucks in the woods where you ride dirt bikes at least so it's safer but those that led to more injuries i broke my collarbone right mm-hmm. more hip problems i just it took a toll on your body it was a lot. i loved it though i still love it like i said i still have all my gear you know that i got all my dirt bike gear in the garage the only thing i don't have is a dirt bike <laughs> and that's because i don't want to be <laughs> yeah i don't have the time um but I figure one day I'll probably do it again. Um, but everything is aviation now, so. Yeah. So then you switched to a paramotor. We talked about this on yeah. the podcast yeah. before. Found paramotoring, sold my, my motorcycles to get into that sport. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then now, recently, in the past month or so, you purchased an airplane. Yeah. We got an airplane, which is cool. Talk about um, the common misconception. We were talking about this the other other night about the expense regarding yeah. yeah so we were talking about how i, I kind of feel gross saying that sometimes because people go, oh you got an airplane like, yeah richie rich yeah <laughs> um but it's like that's that's the misconception is you have to i mean there are expensive airplanes believe me yeah you know there are hundred thousand dollar two three four million dollar airplanes or more right um and a lot of them look the same right you on the you go to the ramp at the airport where i keep my plane you wouldn't be able to tell me which ones are $500,000 and which ones are $20,000. Really? Yeah, you'd have a hard time. I'd point one out and I'd be like, that's a $200,000. Wow, look how big it is. It's, that's oh, the what engine? It's telling you. It's not about the size. That's what she said. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, my airplane is a very, it's the Toyota Camry of airplanes. It's a very nice airplane. I'm very happy with it, but it's not. Say like, that again. It's the Toyota Camry of, of airplanes. Of airplanes, yeah. So yeah, that's so that means. It's, means- a, it's a Cessna 150. It's a great trainer it's mechanically sound flies great i've been flying it it's pretty past two days it's good looking it's got nice paint good interior Mm -hmm. 
and a functional panel. Two-seater? Two seats, all I need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, next plane or my my end plane will be something with four seats so we can all go go places. But right now, two's plenty. I can learn on this plane and I can sell it for more than I bought it for. So that's how so inflation. Um, well, that that's that's the, another misconception about airplanes is that, um, well, not a misconception, but you you, you can usually buy an airplane if you're smart about it, and then sell it for what you paid for it or more. Um, How do, why does that work be, like that? Just that air, airplanes don't lose value after a certain point. Mm. Um, you know, it, oh, there's other factors, engine hours, times to, to major overhaul, but this is not an aviation podcast, so I'll leave that out. What year is it? It's a 72. 72. So it's an old airplane, but airplanes are subject to annual inspections, so they got to pass annuals every single year. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Although I do not like the FAA, um, that's one good thing that come out of it is that airplanes end up lasting a very long time. Why don't you like the FAA? Because they're responsible for why it's so expensive to get into aviation. Mm-hmm. Why why a landing light, an LED landing light costs 350 bucks, and the same exact light that goes on a tractor, literally the same light, is 35 bucks because mm-hmm. it doesn't have the stamp of approval from the FAA. Mm-hmm. And I, I know why that is, but again, I won't bore your listeners with that. But um, yeah, so... The airplane that that we or that I got is um, still expensive, we. but yeah, we. It's I say we. Mine. Yeah, it is. yeah. <laughs> we it's, want prenup. <laughs> it's, it's nice, but that, I'm learning to fly. That's why I bought the airplanes. I'm learning. Maybe I'm getting my my uh, kidding my license. Yeah. Um, so and I wanted to wait until I could afford an airplane to do that because that is the cheapest way to do it. Yeah. So it's almost like um, reverse, almost. Like, well, no. So the whole idea, it, the major expense of learning to fly is renting the airplane. Or is that just what you told me? Oh, it'll no. be cheaper if I learn how to fly if I just have an airplane. No, <laughs> it's not it at all. Um, it's 150 to $250 an hour to rent an airplane from a flight school. How much? 150 to $250 an hour. So you have to rent the airplane and then pay for the instructor. That's the airplane. Oh, and, and I, then and fuel. That, maybe, it, that, oh. maybe that's wet. I don't know the cost, but... Wet means with fuel. That could be with fuel. I don't think so. Then you got to pay for fuel. Then you got to pay for the instructor. Hourly <clears throat> instructor Hourly. fee, about yeah. fifty dollars an hour. So you're looking at three to four hundred dollars an hour to learn each how to fly. Each time you fly, yeah, and each time you fly. And if you are going in cold, meaning like you, like if you were to go learn to fly, you don't know what anything is. You don't know what the yoke is, the throttle. You don't know what to do. In that I airplane. know. <clears throat> okay, if you do I it know. cold, you it's gonna take you. It could take you. 50, 60, 70 hours to get your private pilot's license. Yeah. When the minimums are much less than that. But very few people do it in the minimum. I will do it. That's my goal. But very few people do. And it ends up costing you $20,000 to get your license. And then at the end of that, you don't have a plane. So you've just spent $20,000 yeah. to get your license. And now if you want to go fly, you got to go rent a plane for $300 an hour. No one's going to do that. Right. So... People were asking me frequently, why don't you learn how to fly? Why don't you go to fly? You love flying. Well, I'm waiting. Yeah. Until I can get a plane. Right. And now, if I wanted to, I could get my license and sell the plane. And then I'm only into it for whatever I had to put into the plane maintenance-wise. Why would you sell the plane once you had a license, though? I'm saying, when you look at the total cost, right, unrecoverable costs Mm -hmm. to get your license, meaning things you cannot sell later, you can't liquidate them. So the plane is recoverable. I can get money back out of that. Not all of it. There's maintenance costs and fuel and things like that, insurance. Yeah. Those are unrecoverables. But 
it's all unrecoverable if you don't own your plane. Mm. Yeah. So um, your your goal is to take us up one person at a time. Yeah. Well, it's only got two seats, but yeah, of course, my goal is to be able to share it. That's the that's the one of the main benefits of general aviation um, is that I can take passengers legally mm-hmm. and we can go places. The the paramotor, there are ways to do tandems, but it's not. You're not going places, right? It's a big, it's a big thing, and it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, to do that, I have to get a whole other paramotor basically to do that, mm. which is. $10, I don't know our paramotor. Look yeah. it up. So. So it's exciting. So it's we were talked about this with Brian and Megan. That's like the two like the extreme sides of the spectrum, right? We're like we're dealing with all this shit, you yeah, know. That's yeah. <laughs> and then like, oh, then you're you know buying a plane, yeah. and then one night I'm in the hospital with my dad dealing with that, and then I wake up in the morning and I go fly, which is which I mean, such I'm not, a high for not, you. Yeah, it's not just I don't just like it. I I'm a, it is a hundred percent addicted. I love it. I was flying it's always been on passion. Saturday morning, laughing to myself in my airplane. Weirdo. I, yeah. I couldn't help it. I was that. I just is unbelievable. Yeah. Finally, you know, 33 years old, finally got it. And you're young, though. Reached my goal. That's young. Flying my airplane around, landing at airports, yeah. hanging out with people. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, and then, yeah, that then the, that at night I'm at the hospital with my dad. It's like. Yeah, too. It's just stark opposites. Yeah. Yeah. But it's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Like I said, I'm lucky. I don't I don't complain. Yeah, it's just, but it is nice to get things off your chest and vent and stuff. Well, to you, but yeah, I'm not. There are a lot of people that have it. Obviously, much much worse. For off sure, than you and I. For sure, for sure. We yeah, we are extremely fortunate. Um, but I heard this too before um, that your heart is still hard. Like I feel like a lot of times we compare our heart to other people, which well, the, it yeah. makes you. To quote. Uh, one Joe Rogan, and I don't know where he got it from, but the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Right. Right. So, you know, that is to say that when you know it, it it's like a I'm trying to think of the right word. It's um, you got it's 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 calibrated, mm-hmm. basically, right? So whereas, you know, maybe the worst thing that's ever happened to you is that your mom died when you were young. That's horrible. Maybe the worst thing that's ever happened to you is that you... Your cat died. Your cat died. Yeah, exactly. That's a good good, good analogy. So, But still, it's still the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Right. So, so it's, it's hard not, for you. Yeah. It's your exactly, heart. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And which I think that's good because I feel like sometimes we're like, uh, we, what's the word? Like, we take away our, I don't know, like, not disempower ourselves, but kind of. When we are, when we don't allow ourselves to like sit in the pain because we're like somebody else has it worse, you know, it's like we are disregarding what we're going through. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I I think it gives me perspective. I like yeah. to I like for better or worse to consume that kind of I don't know media, whatever it is. I um when when I see people complaining who live in America in a nice house, I'm like, man. We are very fortunate. I mean, when you zoom out just a little bit, other countries. Yeah, you hit the lottery. Being born in America, you hit. The, I mean, you can afford a house. Yeah. You know, think of all the people that. I mean, there's how many hundreds of layers of 
between you and and you know people living in mm-hmm. countries where they they don't even know where they're gonna get their next meal. Yeah, right. We listen to that podcast with Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, if you have not listened to this one, I we should probably Google it while we're here, right? So people know. I forget her name, but you can, she's you can from just Google North Korea. North Korean woman interview Joe Rogan. Um, um, and it's a really good perspective. Um, really, really good. Just her journey, her story, like. I don't want to give it away, but like every day she had to. It was horrible. It's. I mean, um, she told some pretty graphic stories. I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's a. Uh, What's the number of the podcast? Um, number. Oh my gosh, she's a lot. Uh, one thousand six hundred ninety-one. So sixteen ninety-one. It's um, Yeo Nimi. I'm probably butcher- butchering her Just name. Just J- Park. J R E sixteen ninety-one. J R E Joe Rogan experience. Um, yeah. We should like get a uh, affiliate code yeah. <laughs> for referring for referring to him. Yeah. So um, the conference is in a couple days. Mm-hmm. So we're at okay. Today is what Monday. Six yeah. six days away. Yep. How do you feel? I feel fine. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I'm really really excited. We're in the podcast room. I'm looking forward to it being so. over. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty busy with it, I'll say. Yeah, I'm busy. And you're stressed and um Yeah, yeah there are but do you think I've acted different this time no, around? No, it's just you're very busy. I like when you're not this busy. Yeah. It's nice. It is true. Cuz I'm constantly on my computer and Yeah. Yeah, you're working a lot. So Um it's, it's okay. I'm just saying it'll be nice when it's all over and you're happy that you did it and I just am excited for everyone to experience it and for women to come together again. We haven't done this in 18 months. Mm-hmm. We did a virtual one, but that's, I mean, it was cool, but it's not the same. In person no. is amazing. Um, but don't you think I've approached this this um, conference um, with a little more confidence? Of course. I'm not saying that you didn't. I'm, I'm just saying this is... And yeah, you do this by yourself. This is a big event. You don't have anyone helping you. You are yeah. You are one woman show preparing for the event, planning the event, and performing the event. Yeah, and hosting it rather. Mm-hmm. Right. Most Every pe- minute detail. Most people detail. that do this, they're the the host. Right. So there's other people that do all the background. You're doing all of that. That will You're come securing one day. sponsors. You are selling tickets. You I mean, literally everything that goes into it. I'm not helping at all. Did I do anything? Mm, you're gonna get a camera and video it. Yeah, I mean the day of, I'll be doing the video. Yeah, but there's someone else doing the camera. Who you've secured her photography, you know, Maria. Shout know. out to Maria. You guys, have, you, know, you did it all. So and, yeah, and doing it all. I'm so. excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see everybody there, and for them just to experience everything, to hear our speakers, and just you know, um, just be empowered, empowered to go after. The life that they want and truly to become their vision and that's what it's all about and i'm super super excited a couple days away um yeah did you want to add anything to this podcast nope <laughs> you are like that I was wish... a long one you got you, it was you, you, i mean we went over everything you i got know my dad you got my motorcycle accident aviation you want to know what i'm gonna call it what alzheimer's airplanes and accidents <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't think it's that good? I, 
I think people will look at me like, what the hell? The, that's clickbait. That'll get them. <laughs> it got you if you're listening. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for being on again. You're welcome. About every 25 episodes you're on. Okay. So lucky number six, nine this time. Nice. You're like, you're very like one word answers tonight. I don't know if I'm good on podcasts. You are. You're just yourself. <laughs> People don't know you. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> he doesn't care. Obviously, I don't care. We're, <laughs> we're very different in that in that sense. Yeah. I'm very. This is why I'm good at working at home. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're good at not being around people. Yeah. This they say engineers have a specific personality, and I almost feel like you fit that. I almost prototype. don't. I don't relate to most engineers, to be honest with you. You know? No. Very like you're very black or white there's no gray you don't really you don't go ever go off emotion well with math and science that's that's the way it is it's ones and zeros black <laughs> oh and my white. i mean it is that's what it is i know which is what i like about it there's yeah. you can't argue about it but it's so one funny. plus one is two and it'll always be that way <laughs> but that's so funny because we're so different in that because i'm a little woo woo and i'm totally off emotions and I, there is a lot of gray well there's gray area and other things yeah i just try not to Discuss those things. <laughs> why, why do you think we work so well? I don't know. You're hot. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Give me more. I don't have to. We've been together for 15 years. It's proven. We don't have to. <laughs> oh my, okay. We're still happy. We're not going, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, me either. Cool. I want half your plane though. Yeah, well, that's why I'm <laughs> not going kidding. anywhere. You know, <laughs> Just kidding. Happy. I want halfsies. Totally kidding. All right. Well, hope you got something out of this episode, some entertainment. Um, and yeah, if you love the episode. Th- so Apple has a new thing. Instead of like, um, I guess, instead of subscribing, you have to follow. There's like three dots in the Apple podcast up to the right. Make sure you're following so you can get updated on more episodes. And also, I'm a little butthurt if you're listening to the show and you have an Apple podcast app. You haven't left a review. I'm just gonna like just point it out there. Like, why? <laughs> why? I am not too proud to beg because reviews matter. It helps with ranking. And it's just a nice friendly message that I can read too. And I love to go through back on my reviews and read nice messages because it cheers me up. So if you haven't done that yet, do that please. And if you don't know how to, Google knows how you can do that. All right. So, thanks for being on. Thank you. Love you. Love you. And remember, come on, say it this time. You've never said it. You say it better. (laughs) You, you got this. (laughs) And I mean it. You do. You got this. Have an amazing day. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed so you know when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision, and one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes, and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again, and remember to go after the life you want. Bye, guys. Bye.